0: Welcome to On The Up & Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForge, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am, you know, health insurance and retirement is just not something that people really want to talk about. So. I'm going to do my best to boil it down into the basics of what you need to know as an entrepreneur with how this works if you want to provide these types of benefits to your team or if it's something that you may want to work for or work towards in the long run. I want to just do a quick disclaimer here is that I am not a financial advisor. I am not a lawyer. I barely know what the word SEC means. and. I am still gonna talk about this stuff because as an HR person, there are entire subsections of HR as a profession that are focused on benefits. And what I've learned over the last few years is about retirement and health insurance has made it a lot less scary for me and a lot more fun to encourage my clients, my colleagues, friends, myself, to provide these benefits for my team, which is something that I truly never thought. That I would be able to do, and I am shocked about how accessible it is for businesses of all sizes to provide these things. So I hope that while this may be a little bit of a dense and boring episode, I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet so that you absorb it, understand it, and feel pumped about what you can do. I recently saw a post from some from an entrepreneur that I really look up to, and. They were talking about how they had just set up a 401k for their team for the first time. And this is a multi million dollar a year business. And I was and they were super proud of it, just the same way that you feel when you hire your first employee or, you know, I, I know that many of us share these big wins that have to do with people operations that are super fun to be a part of. So, you know. It's an equal and opposite reaction, right? Like with all the good comes like some of the worst. Um, But on that note, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that she didn't have this set up for her team like literally years ago when she made her first seven figures. And the feeling that I got from it was not that there was maybe after a few months she'll be like what the heck was i doing like i should have done this way sooner or i'm not providing these benefits for my team because or the this retirement plan for my team because it's you know not a priority for me to give this to them or you know whatever the case may be it was literally just like didn't know that they had access to it didn't know how tangible and feasible it was um and i want to just say that this is something that you are going to be surprised about and excited about. And also, it's not something to be taken lightly. It's still something that you should be rolling into an overall compensation plan when you decide to offer these benefits. And one thing to consider and don't forget about is that we have to think about equity across the board for all of our team now and in the future. So making sound financial decisions is going to be a proponent of how you decide whether or not to provide these benefits. But I'm happy to give you the numbers. So that's what I'm going to do, some you know, let's just say hypothetical numbers for some benefits that I administer as a COO and as a CEO um, working with and for multiple companies, including my own. So on that note, I'm just going to answer this real quick question first. Do I have to provide these benefits to a full time employee? No, you don't have to provide these benefits at all. Full time, part time, contractor, yourself. You don't have to provide these benefits literally at all. And with everything else in HR, there is a caveat. So we're going to talk a little bit about in what cases you do actually have to consider um, what the compliance requirements are based on the states that you live in or the states that your team lives in. And what I would like to say, though, is as laws are changing and developing, there is a need for more easily accessible technology that can help us to set up these types of benefits, but nothing compares to the help of a human person. So while you may find it super easy to set some of these things up, um, a lot of them are really hard to walk back from. So. It's not while you can walk back from or walk, you know, take it back or not provide these things anymore or not have them for yourself. If your business isn't able to support them, it's a lot harder to reverse that than to be thoughtful about it up front. So they're my the main thing is they're probably a lot more accessible to you. You do not have to provide them. And so with those that piece of knowledge, do it well. Pro- make sure that you can provide for it for the long term, make sure it's a part of your overall plan to support and provide benefits for your team and make sure that you're able to stand by these benefits in the long run. Because just because this is kind of easy to set up and you can afford it and it's pretty accessible doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right move for your overall compensation strategy, which is why when pretty when people ask Do we have to provide these benefits to our team? The answer is no, with caveats. But the next question is, do I have to provide it for everyone on my team? And that answer is twofold. So this is where we're going to kind of split off and talk about retirement plans first and health insurance second. So first of all, if you want to know what a 401k is, or a Roth IRA or whatever those things are, you're much better off Googling it. The the way in which you provide your retirement benefits are not something that I am going to comment on here today, Um, especially because everybody's financial situation is different and we know how to stay in our lane over here in HR, so we will likely pass you off or happily pass you off to a finance person, a finance expert, a tax expert, a tax strategist, Um, my for example is a tax strategist so she helps me decide what is going to be best for my personal finances as well as my business finances and making sure that we can accommodate what my goals are for my team and now hr is a really unique business in a sense that as i'm talking about my experiences the people that we have to hire my consultants are high-level employees which means that it's very unlikely that my team is going to be consistently made up of entry-level marketing assistant type people. We're responsible for too much information. We're responsible for being an intersection of legal and accounting, and for that reason, our team members are going to be professional, very professional, very educated um, employees, especially when it comes to our HR side of the business and the delivery of our product. There are so many moving parts to this. So when I consider the scalability of my business, I know that I'm going to have to have a really competitive compensation plan because my ideal employee, especially for the delivery of the product for my business is someone who's highly educated, highly motivated and is generally going to be looking for a position that is going to have a compensation plan that matches that. So on that note, we want to make sure that while we're making these decisions, we're considering the overall plan for our business. So go back a couple of episodes and get a feel for if you haven't already listened to the last couple of weeks, go get a feel for what we want to consider when it comes to compensation um, and all the way back to the whole job description and like contractor classification, all that good stuff, because that all may come into play here. So I'm skipping over a lot of that now in the interest of time. Now, retirement plans are going to be the one area of your business where if you provide it for one, then generally that means you provide it for everyone. But that doesn't mean that you provide it for everyone regardless of their job. You don't give them the same amount of benefit. Um, You may not have everyone be eligible on their first day of work, things like that. So it's really up to you to work with an educated advisor to decide how and when you're going to provide these benefits and for whom you're going to do that. So, for example, you can elect a certain type of investment management company that will make sure that because it's monitored by the SEC, um, that everyone is that it's all within compliance, financial compliance, legal compliance, investment compliance, 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 blah, blah, blah. Take a shot every time like you'll be on the floor regardless. That's all of HR. But at the end of the day, there's compliance in every industry. And so utilizing a retirement company or a plan that can manage your retirement plan is going to be imperative unless you for some reason know how to do all of this. Um, It's very much worth the fees, in my opinion, that come alongside having one of those plans. To give you an example, um, I pay about $8 a month for every employee that's eligible for this plan. They're eligible after six months and they have to be 21 years old. And we do a 3% match and then we do some kind of percentage up to 5% so that I can and my team can max that out. What that ends up shaking out like is about an $80 a month fee for my employees based on the fact that Three of them, three of us, are going to have this plan uh, based on their tenure and things like that. Um, we have another employee that's going to be have the option to opt in to our 401k plan shortly. Um, and I know that I can handle an $8 fee for the size of what my business is going to be. So it's worth it to me to not have to go in and plug in all of this information, withhold money, add it to an account make sure we're meeting compliance requirements by using a system that does it all for you. So very much in the same way that we use payroll systems to help us meet those tax requirements. um, The payroll systems that we use are going to also be able to link with these techie first kind of retirement options to make sure that the proper channels are taken and the proper steps are taken to set up our company for success and making sure that We can have all those tasks automated so it doesn't just become another endless task on your list that you don't understand. And you can provide a plan at a very low cost um, that will be compliant and stand behind your business in the long term. Now, the other thing that we want to talk about is that dependent on SEC regulations, there may be, which is what I've learned, um, is that you may require a different level of attention from your 401k provider. I don't know, provider is the right word, whatever. Um, The company that's managing your 401k. So what that means is that if you want to have it be harder for people to get access to funds then you may have to pay a higher rate so ours because we're doing the match and we have a smaller business and all of that stuff our rate is like 50 bucks a month plus eight dollars for employees but if you don't want to do a match if you don't want to match the money that's going into their account or if you want stipulations like they have to be with your company for over a year or things like that then sometimes you have to pay a higher premium in order to house that account in order for the company the you know the retirement plan or the person that's administering it, the company that's administering it to meet those SEC qualifications. So you are incentivized to funnel that money into instead of paying a hundred and something dollars a month for that um, package, then you're incentivized to create a match for your team, which is what I chose to do. So initially I started to look into retirement accounts because I wanted to make sure that I was doing what I could to provide for myself and my business and create really um, excellent tax strategies to make sure that I was getting the write-offs that we need in order to not be spending a whole bunch of money on taxes, Um, and also because I knew that I have to be able to attract employees that are of a high level that are looking for benefits like this. And I'm happy to provide this. And I'm happy that my company can do this. It's one of the things that I'm super proud of. And it's it just never ceases to amaze me how affordable it is. Um, because granted, let's say, for example, you have an employee that makes $100,000 a year and you have a 3% match or even a 5% match, that's only $3,000 a year that you're paying on top of their salary um and they're getting the benefit of saving for retirement at twice that rate so what you're providing for them is something that keeps people up at night you know not being able to, not having a retirement account can be something that's really scary for people um and again it's not required of you to provide a retirement plan if you do provide it then it has to have the same qualifying um the same qualifiers for everybody on your team every employee on your team um, You wouldn't provide a benefit like this to somebody that's not an employee, which many of you probably are like, duh, but just in case you didn't know. Um, and also, while it's not required for you to provide this, there are certain states that actually fund a state mandated retirement plan. So what that means is that we are required to facilitate our employees having a retirement plan through the state. So it's at no cost to the company. It benefits your employees in that you can enroll your company in these programs so then your team can contribute to a retirement account. Um, there isn't a match or anything like that. They're generally some not a 401k. They're more of an IRA. Again, don't quote me on that, but that's just my experience here in California. Um, and finally, they are a huge pain in the butt. So <laughs> often this means that your payroll companies Like I'm not going to say names, but some of the ones that I don't like are not going to make it easy for you to not use their retirement programs. They want to sell you into their retirement programs. So what I've always chosen to do is to house all of my employee benefits to the extent that I could outside of my payroll software, because we do change payroll softwares all the time, partially in the interest of research and partially because I like to just see what's out there. (laughs) Um, So I guess both in the interest of research. But regardless of that, if you're able to find a private company, that's what I did. So then no matter where we go, we just link it up with our payroll plan and it funnels it to um, our company that we use. Second to that, um, if you're doing a state funded retirement plan, you often have to do that manually, which means that you have to change the settings in your payroll system, withhold a certain amount of money, and then put it in manually through a payment to an account through the state in which the employee lives. So keep in mind that you may have a compliance requirement for H.R. That means that you have to be contributing to a state mandated retirement plan if you don't offer another option so if you offer a retirement plan through one of these other companies then you are exempt so you don't actually have to go through that headache and everything can be automated and done on the back end so there are lots of benefits there I highly suggest checking out private companies Um, we may have some recommendations for you so if you need one let me know Um, you don't get a like we don't get like a cut or anything from referring people to these types of programs because they are so regulated by the SEC. At least that's what my rep told me when I made them explain every single thing to me so I could do this podcast episode. Um, So on that note, if you need a recommendation, we will have one in the show notes for you. Um, And if you'd like to chat about it, just feel free to send me a voice memo on Instagram or um, even request a free consultation for our HR services on our website. And I'm happy to talk through some of this stuff. Just put a note in there that you're interested in our retirement um, recommendations. Okay, so in summary of health of retirement, this that is more complicated than health insurance. So first, just to kind of summarize, no, you don't have to require you don't have to provide it for everyone unless it's a state that requires you to do so. In which case, they offer a mandated retirement plan that you will have to do manually. Secondly, um, if you do choose to use a private plan, that will exempt you from any compliance requirements from any states where you hire anyone. Um, there's generally a fee. We gave you the general summary, 50 to 100 bucks a month, depending on how many employees you have, about $8 per month for the employee, plus a match, which we gave you the idea of what a match could look like. Um, and you also have the opportunity to invest in yourself. So if you are paying yourself as an S-corp through payroll, this is an exceptional way to continue to save for your own retirement. Also keep in mind, working with a finance advisor or a CPA A tax strategist is going to be the right move. So make sure you tune in next week on our podcast because we're going to be talking to a really great one, Um, but they're going to be able to help you actually choose those amounts that are going to be the most beneficial for your business, for your tax write-off, stuff like that. So I'm here to empower you. I'm also here to tell you it's not actually as complicated or as expensive as you think. And I think it's kind of part of our job as leaders to make sure that we're setting the standard that this is something that we want to provide for our team. Plus, it's a lot easier than doing it manually. Okay, second part of the pod here, we're going to talk a little bit about health insurance. So there's a couple ways that you can do this. Um, we have a blog, of course. We always have a million resources for everything. Um, but we have partnered with a fellow entrepreneur, Dr. Noor, who is has an incredible story. Um, we will share her at her interview on our blog where she talks a lot about what she does. But that someone like Dr. Noor, who is a health insurance broker for entrepreneurs, can help you to be the missing piece between providing some type of health insurance coverage for your team members that is good, that is reliable and that is going to give you a great bang for your buck. Um, but Nor doesn't work in all states. So think about, you know, in, in contrast to that, You may be facilitating your employee to have a health insurance package doing a stipend. Refer back to last week's episode to talk more about that. Um, And you may be allowing for them to have a free consultation, see what their quote would be, how much it would cost the employee, and then you can reimburse them for a certain amount. Um, In that case, the reason that we like doing a health insurance reimbursement is that it doesn't involve us too much. So it puts us in a situation to be able to provide a benefit for our employees to use in in respect to their health coverage that is generally tax deductible and non-taxable for the employee. Um, without necessarily tying them to our company so that they are married to their health insurance policy that they get through our company. So then if they become disgruntled or they want to leave or they want to try something else, they don't feel trapped into a job. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is that health insurance doesn't have to be the same for everyone. So the benefits that you provide can actually be something that's negotiated on a one-on-one basis per employee. So you may say that your benefits are a health insurance stipend that's like super vague, but within the offer letters and promotion. letters, letters is when you dictate exactly what that would be um, as and your employees may come back and say you know what my health insurance is x amount of money I need this I need this stipend to be this amount blah 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 I will say that while you don't have to provide it for people go back and listen to our episodes about benefits so you can see the different kind of back and forth about it so that question that everyone asks do I have to provide this for everyone different from the from the retirement plan you don't is it a good idea to try to have a streamlined seamless process and understanding about how and when and why you're providing health insurance for people yes Um, is it a legal requirement no is it gonna help with making sure that you protect yourself against discrimination lawsuits or things like that if an employee does become disgruntled and they're not getting the benefits that other people are yeah definitely to have something written out is always gonna be a better idea Um, but is it something that should be stressed you out. No, this is all going to be about your health insurance is going to be something that you are going to decide on a employee by employee basis, what you can afford and how much it means to them. So while one person may not have health insurance stipends, health insurance reimbursements or anything like that on their individual job, um, We don't we don't do like contracts, you know, we don't do that in this country, Um, but for employees. But we do have like offer letters and agreements and it may differ from person to person. Um, And that's going to be strategically built for a compensation package to retain and attract excellent employees. And it can be built in your overall cost for your employee. So um, make sure that you're checking that out. Whereas on the retirement side of things, you're going to be considering the overall benefit for the company, the tax implications, um, as well as the benefit, like oftentimes. As well as the benefit for your team members and what it looks like on a compensation package, oftentimes you will find that this is not something that you can afford long-term or that it's not something you can afford for everyone, but you can provide alternative ways ways for them to save for retirement. I think the biggest benefit is having a place where someone else can manage it. Um, That makes the biggest impact for your team and it goes a long way at a a fairly low cost. Um, So if you're thinking about it logically, if we're spending $1,200 a year, on a program like this for our team that they can take and run with and i get to say i provide 401k in a match i'm going to get a much high level applicants um and but if you're like hey i know retirement is important to you we're going to reimburse you or we're you know we're going to facilitate you having a financial advisor that can help you set up your retirement accounts so that's also one way to do it it's a one-time cost and it does mean a lot to your people but you may not get the tax benefits so oftentimes what implicates not implicates, but what influences business owners to put one of these programs together is not going to be always about what it's going to do for their team, although that is going to matter. I mean, to me, that's what it was. But how your tax strategist is going to say, hey, we need you to do something like this so you can keep more of the money that you're making in your business because of tax write offs. So it's really important to have someone you trust that can advise you on this stuff and not to let accountants push you off because they think you're just a little business. So work with an accountant that is going to understand the value of your business, because most of the time (laughs) when we have people that are out of compliance. It's because their accountant said, oh, just do it this way. It's easier. And they don't realize that we're dealing with complaints, Department of Labor issues, penalties until way after the fact. Or they don't think your business is that big of a deal or it doesn't matter that much. Or they're just like, oh, that's too much of a hassle. Like you don't need to do that. Um, Those old school accountants are not going to be the ones that are going to help you to build out these strategies in that way. So make sure you're finding somebody good that you trust and making those decisions that are based on modern knowledge, (laughs) like there's not going to be any social security left or so I hear when I occasionally turn on the news. So you really need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Um, And if you can, in the same breath, take care of your employees. It's not as expensive or complicated as you think. And it's one of the greatest things that you can do as a business owner, in my opinion. Okay, so I hope this wasn't horribly boring. Um, Dr. Noor does help, you know, just a couple of recommendations. Dr. Noor does help businesses um, and employees throughout the U.S. So make sure that you um, reach out to her just to get that additional information. I think she does like a quick consult for a very low cost um, and she can help set up your employee for success for whatever plan that they want to get and then you can decide what your budget is on the back end through your HR strategy of how much you want to reimburse for them she doesn't work in every state however so just keep in mind that there are other ways that you can acquire health insurance for your employees I always say just put it in the hands of um, put it in the hands of the employee if you don't if you're not planning on getting a group, plan or joining a group plan for everyone on your team, um, which may not be really reasonable until you have like 20 employees or so. Just depends. We'd have to look at the numbers Um, then or if you need if you need insurance for yourself and, you know, you might you're going to have more people, you can join a group plan, things like that. Um, There are tons of different options out there for that. But in the interest of keeping it simple and straightforward, um, if you can find, if you can talk to Dr. Noor or someone like Dr. Noor, depending on the state that your employee is in, um, then she can help facilitate those plans and they can be something that you provide for your team that's a little bit different than what you maybe thought you could. Um, and again, just because I like to talk about money, um, you can do anything from, you know, your, your employee needs health insurance and they're going to get it anyways. They are leaving another job where they paid, you know, maybe 150 bucks, $250 out of their pay Each month, Dr. Norm may be able to find them a plan that's really comparable to the one that they had before. And if you can afford to right now contribute $100 reimbursement, then your employee is going to be all the better for it. Um, So helping them understand that through our employee cost calculator, um, which we will link in the show notes in our shop, Um, you can actually check out how big of a difference these things can make and help you attract and retain the best possible talent and build the team that you always wanted. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll include everything in the show notes, of course, but I look forward to hearing your thoughts and hope that you enjoyed this past few weeks talking all about benefits. And don't forget to leave a review. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review On The Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On The Up and Up.